Hey kids, it's me, Icy Robots, and we're back for another super exciting, super fun episode of World's Famous. This time out, we're going to open up some Star Wars types cards. Going to talk about the flea market, going to talk about G.I. Joe. It's going to be a hoot and a half. And until we get to that hoot and Grandmaster Grandpa, kick that beat. Okay, Icy Robot, I am on the Tech 12. This is one time for your mind. The world's famous IC Robots show. In the aftermath of the Food Cube fiasco, IC Robots has been called into Pooptronics HR to talk about his part in the debacle. We join in scene. I guess you are happy. You got what you wanted. Food Cubes have been banned. Yeah, man. That is what I wanted. I, for one, am glad that they are banned. They were dangerous. People were getting hurt. People were getting hooked. And this, this was just something that could not, uh, I could not let continue, dude. Thousands of people are being laid off from food cube factories worldwide and stock prices have sunk to an all-time low. Oh well, dude, what do you want me to say? You have bad practices, you make wacky legal stuff, and you, you get what you get. What do you want me to say? You guys are basically, uh, corporate snack food drug dealers, if you, if, if, if you want my opinion on it. I wish I could just fire you or have you disintegrated, but this has been such a big news story I have no choice in the matter. You're right, you got no choice. I got this on the news, I got this in the press. Democrat, Ed's got it on TV50. This is worldwide, just let me go back to work, let me go clean those vents and get out of my face, I got you this time. I can see that you would feel contentious, but I see robots. I have no choice but to promote you. You should have let me finish. Wait, hold on, a promotion? Yes, a promotion. I have decided to accept your request for transfer that you put in when you were assigned to the Under the Sea station. It was many years ago. I, I, I don't remember putting in for a transfer. Well, we remember it. I have it right here. You asked to be transferred to a Pooptronics video store location and guess what? There is one left. It is in a very remote polar outpost. You start there as assistant manager on Monday. Wait, hold on, dude. What are you talking about? I am not going to some polar video store. No, it gets better. We are transferring Derek as well. He is the manager. Don't thank me. You are dismissed. Go pack your Pooptronics beanie hat and snowshoes. Now let's return to Earth. open a pack of weird trading cards. The world is coming undone. Imperial flags reign across the galaxy. There isn't much time. Every day they grow stronger. Save the rebellion! Save the dream! Rogue One trading cards. Out of all the Star Wars things that have ever been Star Wars, my favorite Star Wars is Rogue One. This is the tale of Jen Erso and Cassian Andor and how they stole the plans to the Death Star that eventually led to Luke Skywalker blowing it up into all the things that we know and love. I just think this is such a terrific movie. It's one of my favorites. I have such fondness in my heart for Jen Erso, for Cassian Andor, and my main man, a guy that goes by the name of Saw Guerrero. Let's 
Let's take a look here. We have some cards by Tops. I have three packs in my hand. These came out at the time of the movie in 2016. It is a... Let's take a peek. It is a 90-card set. The cards are... They're very glossy looking from what I can see in the pictures. The packaging is of that a uh, plastic material with which we shall have to use the Vidal Sassoon snippity snips to cut into rather than a wax pack which we can unfold let's let's take a look the first uh i'm gonna say like first 10 cards are probably the good ones you got jen urso cassian andor bays Bodhi, Sharut, saw mon mothma so on and so forth these are the character cards these are the ones that i prefer the most the jen urso card number one is the rookie card of jen and also of felicity jones also number two Cassian Andor rookie. The Saw Gerrera is not the rookie of Saw. Saw started off in the animated in the animated universe. The rookie card of him is a cartoon type card. This is this is the rookie card of him as a uh, live action person though. So that's that's definitely cool. Definitely fun. Let's let's see anything else of here that's on note as far as that goes. It's not the uh, first rookie card of um, Forrest Whitaker who plays Saw. That is the Species, the Species set 1985. Homies, 95 rather. Homeboy has been around for a while being in the in the card game. At any rate, let's, let's take a snip. Let's snip into the first pack. Here we go. The first card we have is card number 70. Jen gears up. This is a picture of Jen in her, uh, in like a soldier suit with a helmet. Not a helmet, a hat, and all that all that kind of stuff. Then we have a card that looks like a poster for the Rebellion. This is called a montage card. There are nine of these. It's it's kind of artistic looking, kind of arty-farty. They've kind of a filter over it so it looks painted. It says, join the Rebellion. Sure. I sure will. Then we have card number... This is card number 85. It says, Rebellion Ground Forces. And it's a bunch of, a bunch of soldiers getting ready to board the transport that's going down to the planet... So that they can steal the plans. Then we have card number after the assault. Card number 58. It's a picture of a death of a death trooper. This looks after they blew up Galen Urso's home on their home world. This is in the opening scenes. It's in the credits. If you haven't seen this movie by now, I don't know what to tell you, dude. It's part of public lore. So it is what it is. Launching the Rebel Fighters is the final card. That's card number 67. So in card one. We got no exciting rookies. What a bummer. Let's get into card pack number two. Pack number, number two. two. All right, tidy whitey. We are in pack number two. Let's get those snippety snips and effects. Snip, snip, snip. And we will open it up. The first one is a good one. It's Mon Mothma. This is not This is not the rookie card of Mon Mothma. That was in the Return of the Jedi set from OPG. I think that was I think that was back in 83, 85. I I know not, but this is a nice one because I, I like this image of uh, the actress they got to play Mon in the, in the movie. She looks so much like, so much like the original Mon. You can't help but love it. Then we got another montage card. This is Sharut. Sharut is the blind chap with the stick. It's uh, it's a picture of his headshot with like it's run through a filter so that it looks that it looks like it's hand drawn. Oh, here we go. We got a good one. This is. This is card number, I cannot see card number two, Cassian Andor. We got the Cassian Andor rookie card. It's a nice shot of uh, Diego Luna. 
this might be the one that ends up being the best one in the set because they got this uh, casting and or TV show coming out and we know that's what drives a non-sport card all the way through the roof is the fact that it's on Disney Plus. So we're going to hold on to this one. Eventually we're going to be uh, buying houses, flipping houses based off this one Cassian Andor card. So let's let's three cheer for that. Then we got a uh, card number 70, Jin Gears Up. We had that one previously. And then here is another pick of Jin. She... She's sitting after a fight, and it says after the fight, but she looks pretty, looks pretty glamorous. Card number 79. Oh, got another good rookie. This is card number four, Bodhi Rook, who is also the rookie card of Riz Ahmed, who's who's an up-and-coming actor. Our guy Riz has been in many cool things. Bodhi's a cool character. He started off as a pilot for the Empire, and then eventually he joined up with the Rebellion, and was a major hero of the Battle of the Planet with the Death Star plans. Let's let's take a look at pack number three. We've been we've been hitting licks so far in the pack number two. Let's hope pack number three comes with more licks. Pack number three. All right, Toadstools. I have cut into pack number three ahead of time. I'm ahead of the curve, dude. I got things to do. I got places to be. Very important. Uh meetings and stuff so I had to save those few seconds by doing the snips but then I lost those seconds by talking about it so it is what it is then we start off with card number 80 and offer to Jin this is a pick of uh Jin Urso in, in in the rebel headquarters what's going on here is they are trying to get her to go meet Saw Gerrera it's kind of kind of set things up for there because she has a good relationship to Saw and they definitely do not it it uh it turns out interestingly there's some good storytelling in there. We get to see Saw in person. Then the next card is Ragged Rebels. Card number 63. You see a bunch of rebel soldiers, and they have they look like they've had it, dude. They've been doing this for too long. They're just like, I'm, I'm so close to retirement. But then that day never comes. The Battle of the uh, Planet on the Death Star just doesn't, doesn't turn out the way some of these guys would hope. Death Trooper in action. Card number 44. It's a Death Trooper, a... A Death Trooper is like a super scary stormtrooper in a black outfit. They, they're really mean, man. Just like all, just like all stormtroopers. This one up next is C2B5. It is a evil R2D2. Are they called astromech droids? I I can't recall, but he's he's colored black and he's the opposite of our good guy R2D2, and he has like an imperial symbol on him. That's how. That's how you know he's bad. The next card is a card of Baze, and it says Baze fights back. Baze is the guy with the long hair and the big gun with the backpack thing. He's part of the part of the good guy posse. I like Baze. I like Sharut. I honestly like all the characters in this movie. I think this movie is so good. If you haven't seen it, if you're kind of like slogging through the uh, the Star Wars movies, hoping that eventually you'll get through them, just skip ahead, dude. Skip to Rogue One because out of all the Star Wars, as I stand by this, this is the best Star Wars that there has ever, ever been. And then the final. The final card we have is not the Saw Gerrera rookie. It's not the Jyn Erso rookie. In fact, it's card number 67, launching the Rebel Fighters. And it shows a guy doing uh, some hand maneuvers to launch the Rebel Fighters. So there you go. We did, we did okay. We got... We got two major rookies, that of uh, Bodie Rook. I think out of these, the Cassian Andor is the money card. Going to see big uh, big loot off this. The Bodie Rook is also an awesome card. So we got those. We got the Mon Mothma. We didn't get the ones we wanted. So let's uh, let's move these over here to the 
to the circular file, and then we'll move these ones over here to the very rare rookie card habitat. And uh, there you have it, guys. I hope you had a good time. Let's find out what's going on uh, this week in Japanese League Baseball. This week in Japanese League Baseball. The Japanese League announced the first Player of the Month awards of the season. There were no big surprises as the Central League hitter of the month was Kazuyumo Okamada, 25 third baseman for the Giants. He's currently batting 350 with 10 home runs, 28 RBIs. The Central League pitcher of the month was Daichi Hosera, 30, right-headed pitcher for the Hiroshima Car. He is currently at 6-1 with a 2.25 ERA. The Pacific League hitter of the month was Hiroki Nishikawa, who's 30. Outfielder for the Rakuten Golden Eagles. This is his first time winning the award. He comes in with a batting average of 472 with 21 home runs. The Pacific League Pitcher of the Month was Rosie, Rosie Sakasi, 20. Right-handed pitcher of the Chiba Latte Marines. This is his first time winning the award. He's currently 5-3 with a 1.50 earned run average. That is This Week in Japanese League Baseball. That was This Week in Japanese League Baseball. Next bit of information is on IC Robot's recent purchase of a G.I. Joe figure of some sort. Let's hear something about that. If you insist. Let's hear something about that. As a matter of fact, I do insist. We were on the road the other day. First we went to the Target in Santa Rosa on Santa Rosa Avenue. Then we, uh... We did not find the G.I. Joe Super 7s that I was looking for. I had seen on the online that the latest wave was out. This wave... This wave, I believe, consists of a snakeling, which is like a, it's like a Cobra Mechanics kind of guy, and then Firefly. Those are the two I would want the most. Then you have the Baroness, you have Flint, you have a different version of Snake Eyes where he has the uh, visor, like like he's a medieval knight, and then you have a, a female G.I. Joe soldier in, in brown. I didn't find him at the first target, so we in fact went to the second target, the one in Ronard Park, and guess what? I found them all. I found all of them except for the two I wanted is how I, how I should have led with that. I didn't find Firefly. I didn't find the Snakeling, but I did find Baroness. I did find Roadblock. I did find Flint. I did not find the G.I. Joe Soldier, but I guess what I'm saying is I found some. I found some of them. This is, this is so out of, uh, out of whack, man. You don't even know. I've tried to record this like four times already, and each time I do it, I forget the lineup of the figures in the wave, so I'm glad. I'm glad to be past that. I'm glad to be moving forward. I'll tell you which ones I bought. I, in fact, bought the Baroness, and then I bought another one that we'll probably talk about on the, uh, on the next episode. The Baroness is, of course, a Cobra intelligence officer. She has, she has long since been rumored to be in a... A companion of Destro, blah blah blah. Let's uh let's dig into the database and see what we can find out. This is going nowhere. The Baroness serves as Cobra's intelligence officer and lieutenant to Cobra Commander. She is the child of a pair of wealthy European aristocrats who made sure their daughter got what she wanted. Somehow along the way as she grew up, she joined a group of student radicals then moving on to extremists. Finally, into the ranks of Cobra. 
that's how it happens, man. You start off one way, then you wind up radicalized as a member of Cobra. I've always envisioned the Baroness as kind of like a Patty Hearst of some sort. Like, maybe, maybe she was a victim of some crime with Cobra, but then they ended up, like, rapping to her, telling her all the benefits of being in the Cobra. Next thing you know, she is a Cobra. Her primary military specialty is intelligence, and then her secondary specialty is that she is a fixed wing pilot. She can fly... She can fly a plane. On on the packaging here, you have uh, some nice imagery of the Baroness with the with the famous GI Joe flame motif. Let's bust into here. I just want to get in. I've been have I've had this figure for a few days now, and I wanted to get into it. I I had the Baroness when I was younger. I honestly don't know where she came from. I, I was let's put in some thought to this the other day. It's it's hard to remember what G.I. Joe figures that I did have. When I when I go through the books, it's easier to remember the ones that I don't have. And if that if that makes any sense, like I can look at a guy and go, I definitely didn't have this guy. I definitely didn't have this guy. But I, I know I had a few that I can immediately recall off the top. Low Light was one that I had. The Alley Viper is one that I I played with all the time. I know that I had the Baroness. I know that I had Destro. I know that I had Tomax and Zaymot. And then I, I know I had another. Because I would have like big battles. I wasn't the dude who had thousands. I was the guy who had maybe like 10 to 15. I had like a case full at one point. But I, I can't remember who a lot of these guys were. I know that I had Tripwire, the Minesweeper guy. I I had Dial Tone. I know that I had Dial Tone. I, I remember seeing him around. But anyhow, let's, let's get into this. I guess the point was that I did have the Baroness. And I... I think that's interesting because it's hard for me to imagine buying a uh, a gal action figure at the time being insecure with my masculinity as many many young men are. But uh, nonetheless, I did have her, which is which is cool. She's a nice figure, and this one is nice too. She's on a plastic tray, a collector friendly tray, so you can take her on and off if that is if that is what you wish. But um, it is a lot of plastic, which is not. Which is not good. I wish they would follow in line with Hasbro and try to eliminate plastic from their packaging. But at the same time, Hasbro is a company that produces products solely out of plastic. So who can say anything about any of this? But um, less plastic in the world is definitely a good thing. But let's take a let's take a look at her. She has glasses that actually aren't like painted on her face. They're like sculpted on, which is which is nice because when I think of the Baroness, the glasses is one of the things that I, I immediately uh a tribute to her, the the black cat suit and the glasses. If you're gonna cosplay the Baroness, that's what that's what you would wear. She has she has the rifle that is the type they used in the cartoon, the standard issue Baroness cartoon laser rifle. And she also has a pistol, which is which is cool. For eighteen bucks, you better get two accessories. I do think these figures might be a little high priced, but all the all the Super Seven stuff is high priced. I consider that. I dropped her gun. I consider that to be a hallmark of Super 7. They cost more than you would expect that they would cost. But, I, you know, they run off a lower amount. So, things cost more the less you make. Let's put this over here. We're going to put this plastic over here so that we can recycle it later. We'll put the card here so that we can cut out the file card. But, no, nah, man, I like her. I think that she looks very nice. I think these glasses, especially these molded glasses, are a, a very, very nice touch. Because all the, all the ones I've had have, like, the glasses... Uh, Painted on. I can see the the OG Baroness from where I'm sitting right now. Definitely painted on. But uh, very cool. Very suave. She had a very special place in my uh, action figure pantheon because I, I didn't have a lot of gals. I had like a Scarlet and I had her. So each team had their one one uh, one gal. And 
this gal was always out to prove herself, always out to prove how tough she was, how, how she could how she could knock out more snakelings than a grunt could. But, uh, anywho, there you have it. She has five points of our tick around the head, molded hair, the arms, and the legs move. This is a... I dropped the gun again. Can you believe that? I am so clumsy sometimes. I'm just... I don't think I'm clumsy as much as I'm careless. But, uh, there it is right here. Got that. Another success from Super 7. The rifle tend, kind of falls out a lot. The pistol stays pretty well, but the rifle uh, the rifle does fall. Let's see. So far, I've got Snake Eyes, Lady J, Storm Shadow, Matri Blood, Scarlet, and now I have the Baroness in this line. I I also saw a, a red ninja. It was like Storm Shadow repainted red. It was a Cobra red ninja. They had... They had like ten of these on the pegs there, so I, I didn't I didn't get one this time. I thought I can get one next time because the assortment that I saw on the shelves seemed like one of each. There was like a couple of the the snake eyes, the new snake eyes, but one each of all the rest. So I made sure to buy the ones that I want. I did want Firefly. I didn't find him. Firefly is the one I want the most. Hopefully, I'll I'll forget him at one of the other targets. We got like four targets here in town, so I feel like. I feel like I will succeed in that regard, but I, I think Cobra Saboteur Firefly in this uh, in this animated style looks really great. So it might end up being a hot figure. But uh, anywho, there you go. Got a breakdown of this. Really a lot of fun. Let's uh, talk about the flea market. I think next. <laughs> This week's flea market acquisitions. I went to the flea market and it was pretty fun. Blah 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 blah. Uh, so th there's there's a lot going on in the, in the world of a Santa Rosa flea markets. The the Mojo flea market, the Mojo Sales flea market, which at one time was at the Veterans Building and then moved out to Santa Rosa Avenue, is now in the parking lot of the old Kmart in the in the old Kmart shopping center. I don't know what the actual name of the shopping center is. We all just know. It's where the Kmart was, the Kmart that burnt down in the, the massive 2017 wildfires. But uh, they're going to be using that lot. It's a nice lot. It's very big, much, much, much bigger than the lot that they had on Santa Rosa Avenue. But like the lot on Santa Rosa Avenue, there are still parking problems, man. What they're, what they're doing over there is they have, they have the lot, um, they have it blocked off. It's like fenced off from the rest of the parking for the shopping center because they're still... There's still shops there. There's like a Dollar Tree. There's a sandwich place. There's there's a barber, I think. There's like a cigarette store. All kinds of stuff. And I guess they don't want their parking to be taken up by the flea market people. So the flea market lot is a separate lot. But it gets filled up quickly. And there's only one way in and one way out. So the the, the couple of weeks we've been there, they've been like... There's been like a massive traffic jam. I'm not even I'm not even kidding, dude. It's it's whack. So going forward, we're going to be parking on the street somewhere, but I understand the I understand the street parking is bad too. So we may end up like way the heck down, way far away over by Mary's Futons or whatever. But uh eventually we'll we'll get there, but the lot itself as far as sales spots is much 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 bigger and that's that's really what matters because the Santa Rosa Avenue thing was like, I'm not even kidding. It was maybe a third of the previous veterans building site. So this is, this is a big up. The, the thing is though, the fence around it, they have a fence around the whole thing. Cause I think at one time, this has been, 
this has been like an abandoned parking lot, essentially, since the Kmart burned down. It's just sitting there, and a lot of people who are into that van life, there we go with that van life again. A lot of those van life people, a lot of people who live in motorhomes and stuff, they they park all up and down there, which is fine, man. You got to park somewhere. I get it. Abandoned parking lot, perfect spot. I'm not complaining, but now that they fenced it off to keep those people out, it looks like it looks like some kind of like a prisoner of war camp. Imagine like uh, what's that movie? Red Dawn. Imagine Red Dawn when Pat Pat Swayze and, and his brother go, they go to see their dad, and he's like, he's like, avenge me. That's what it looks like from from the outside. It's like that, it's like that avenge me lot. But still, it's a flea market, and still I love it. Another flea market news: the big forty and eight sale, the annual forty and eight every. Every summer, this local veterans group runs four or five flea markets where the the proceeds go to this nursing program that they sponsor, and they they call that the Forty and Eight. That's that's the big flea market around here. Well, guess what? The Forty and Eights have started, so we're all we're all very happy about that. See, typically the Forty and Eight was always the big flea market. You got the big weekly flea market in Sebastopol. That was always in effect, but then four or five times a year they would do the Forty and Eight at the Veterans Building, and this was. This was more of like a high-end uh, flea market rather than, you know, the junk sales we have around here, which I which I love. I love a junk sale. This had a lot of antique furniture, a lot of cool things like that. So we always we always look forward to it, but they they haven't had one in 2 years because of everything going on. So it was nice it was nice to be back. The the bummer about it though is that they they have a bar. They have like a saloon there. It's like a veterans building saloon and they would always open it up to the to the public during the flea market, but because of everything going on, the saloon wasn't opened up. It was always fun to go down there and get a get a Bloody Mary or whatever, and like walk around the flea market and, and chug on that while you're while you're looking at old comic books. But they didn't open it up, so we still have that to look forward to. I I gotta say, I had I kind of I kind of gassed my own head up. Like there hadn't been one of these in two years, and I started. I started down this road of, of putting heavy importance on the flea market. Like, I started thinking, oh, man, this is going to be such a big deal. There's going to be, like, two years of vendors, like, of, like, vendor stock piled up. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be great. And I, I ended up gassing myself so heavily that when it, it finally came around, I ended up, like, blowing a head pipe. It wasn't, it wasn't visible. No one would know I was blowing a head pipe. But I did blow a head pipe and ended up, like, over-anxiousing myself. And I didn't, I didn't have any fun. I don't know if this is something that you... That you might fall into where you just like something's coming up and you're looking forward to it so much. You like so looking forward to it that when it finally comes here, you just pop. Your head pops. It's like you have an aneurysm and you just can't, you can't function. I ended up like, what did I found? I find, I found a Blackula poster, the movie Blackula, the famous black exploitation horror film. I found a poster from, from the uh, VHS release. Now, normally I only like movie theater posters, like theater posters. That's kind of a kind of a hobby of mine, but I will accept a VHS rental poster. If on the poster it says somewhere available on videotape, I will think that that is kind of a cool item. And this one says, not only available on VHS, also available on beta. So it's really, really a cool item. I, I have a bunch of movie posters in, in my house. I, I rotate them in and out because I have some in the garage that I keep I keep stored up as well. And on on Halloween, I like to take the posters that are in the living room down and replace them with Halloween posters. I have like a Dawn of the Dead poster that I like, and then I have this, I have this nice piece of art that I got from an issue of uh, Fangoria. That's uh, it shows like a bunch of different like horror movie characters. You know your Jason Voorheeses and 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 such. But it'll be, 
it'll be cool to like move this uh blackula poster in when when halloween finally rolls around so i'm happy to get that they actually actually had like two or three of them and i only bought one and then as soon as i left i regretted it i was like why didn't you why didn't you just buy them all they were like five dollars each you probably could have talked him into like three for ten or three for twelve if you would have wanted to but um next time Next time the 40 and 8 rolls around, hopefully he'll still be there, and hopefully I'll be able to get up on that. I I scored on some comics over at the, uh, I'm gonna have to roll across the office, and I apologize, but, uh, this is gonna be one of those, is what it is. Sit these here. I got up on some good comics at the, uh, at the Mojo Sales Flea Market. I went, this was last week, I went, and I don't know, man, I just wasn't feeling it. I've been, uh, I've been down, honestly, if you guys want to talk about it. I've been down a bit. Recently, uh, I had a friend pass away, if you, if you're a Patreon, I talked about this on the last At The Movies. I had a friend pass away, and it's really, it's really been hurting my heart. He was a younger guy than me, so it was like, so it was really sad. Good friend of mine from back in the days. shout out to Galen, we... We miss you, buddy. But um, I, I wasn't into the flea market at all. But you still, you gotta go whether you're in or not. Because the flea market doesn't care whether you're into it or not. The flea market's gonna be there. And people might be getting up on stuff that you that you want. But I I got some comics. I got, let's sit these aside over here. I collect Daredevil. I'm trying to get a complete run of Daredevil comics. The, the entire thing. And I will... I'm well on my way. At first, the idea was I wanted to get the first 100 issues of Daredevil, but I've, I've since, like, I've since moved on to, like, well, why don't I just get them all? Why not just get everything? So when I see them in, like, boxes, I'm always happy to get a few, but I got issue 179, 181, 183, 184, 186, 187, 189, 190, 91, 96, and 197. These are all for a dollar each, and these are all during the famous Frank Miller run of Daredevil, and these all, on average, go for, like, ten bucks a pop. So I did, I did get up on that. This is, like, a hundred bucks worth of comics for, like, a few bucks, and there are, there are a couple good ones here. This one, uh, 181 is where Elektra dies. That's a sad one, but she's since come back, so don't really worry about it. And then I got 184, which is the famous cover, uh, with, where Daredevil points a gun right at you and then i got the first appearance of old man logan that is wolverine number 66 that's a good one i got a who's who in the marvel universe and i got a unknown soldier which i like and then i got uh omac number two the one man army corps omac and then i got spider-man and black cat one and two that's a good one that's a that is a kevin smith kevin smith teamed up with terry and rachel dodson for that one so that's some nice artwork so i got all these which, um, this is like overflowed my Daredevil box, so I gotta, I had to go ahead and order another short box of, uh, stuff to, to put stuff in. I really, really trailed up there. I'm, I'm just out of sorts. I'm emotionally out of sorts lately. And then, uh, my uncle, who y'all, y'all know, if you, if you follow along for a while, I go to the movies with my uncle all the time. He, he got the bug. He's fine. He's fine. He's over it. But, uh, for a little while, it was, uh, touch and go. And that was... That was really getting into my heart with, uh, you know, the recent passing of a friend and then my uncle's sick. It was, it was hard, man. Hard period of time. I was trying to like, I was trying to take some time off and walk the earth, but I ended up getting sucked back. Sucked back into reality due to responsibilities. I, I had to deal with a bunch of things, a lot of sadness in my heart, but, um, you know, my heart's coming back around. Things are going to be better. Things are going to look up. So, 
flea market season in full effect. I actually sold again at the flea market. Last time we talked, I, I mentioned how I went out there and I sold in Sebastopol. Well, I have since done that again. The second time, though, did not turn out in our favor at all. The The day we picked was coincidentally the same day as the big um, Petaluma Antique Fair. So the flea market was dead. It was dead. So we're sitting there at our table, just like with our stuff in the sun. Nobody was looking, and it was it was a bummer. I'm trying to do like an overhaul of the office. That's where this is coming from, the the office, the earth base. I, I want to get rid of a bunch of stuff that's in here, and a lot of it I'm just like, why do I even have this? Why do I have like four or five uh, different Captain Planet action figures? Why do I have this? Why do I have that? Why do I have these Transformers? I don't even like Transformers. I'm like, I'm taking them out to the flea market and trying to, uh, trying to move them onto souls that may be so inclined to enjoy some of these things. But, uh, second time out didn't work. We're going to do it again soon. Hopefully third time will be a charm. Let's move forward. I'm here at one with nature, clearing my mind, clearing my thoughts, getting myself prepared spiritually, mentally, emotionally. I've forgotten what it's like to lose. This is World's Famous with your host, EC Robots. Alright guys, this is me, and we are up against the end of the show. It's nice to be back, it's nice to be talking to you guys, it's nice to have fun. I do feel like, I feel like going forward, this can't maintain as like a weekly thing. Sometimes I'm doing like this show every week, and then I'm also doing a Patreon show every week, so I'm doing like two shows a week, and it really... It's really, like, limited up what I can do with my life. There there have been times when I've, like, turned down fun things, turned down exciting things, because I gotta, I gotta get this out, and I just, like, I don't know that, that I, I, I can continue on, on that, on that tip. I'm a very, I'm a very mission-oriented guy, like, I get a, a mission in my head, I get an idea in my head, and I, I, I stick with it to the end, and I... I had this mission of taking the show and turning it into a popular show and having some success in that way and maybe even turning it into a, like a money-making venture. And sadly, over the years, it really, it really hasn't it turned out to be that way. But I've always, I've always treated it like it was a potential successful money-making venture. And I just, I don't know if I can keep up that pace. I just honestly don't know. And I think that I do have to factor in the fact that it isn't really like a successful money-making venture and that, uh, I have to treat it more, more like a hobby and less like a job. I definitely have treated this like a job over the years of getting my, getting my shows out on the regular. And I think that going forward, for me, a bi-weekly schedule allows me to live my life in the way that I would really like to enjoy my life and then also get this out in a, in a timely manner for you guys in a form that's not too stressful. So I hope that that's something you can deal with. So for the meantime, we're going to be going uh, bi-weekly. I hope that's okay. If not, you know, I don't know what to say, man. Um, this is a free show. If you don't like it that it's bi-weekly, you, uh, you can go take a leap. I guess that wasn't really the nicest way to put it, but it's like if you're going to complain about the output, then, well, I don't know what to tell you, man, because uh, I'm basically doing this for free. So I, I don't know. It's fun, though. It's satisfying. I'd always hoped that it would be more successful than it was. I'd hope to get, like, the kind of a listener base that would really sort of, like, keep me on focus. But I just, I don't know, man. I failed in that sense. I failed in that sense. I, I feel like I... I feel like I'm succeeding very high on the artful sense. Like, I feel like I'm doing, like, a fun show, perfect show, everything's great, and it's satisfying. But, like, in the in the financial critical success tip, it is a complete and uh, total failure. But that's fine, because I, I, I do enjoy doing it. But when I when I stick to this, like, weekly grind, this twice-weekly grind sometimes when you throw in the Patreon shows, it uh it becomes more than a hobby, and it becomes more than a job. It becomes, like, a real... 
a real slog, and it's like I don't I don't want to have this like this thing weighing on my head any longer. I've given I've given everyone like I don't know, man, eight years of my life, eight years of like weekly shows. There's so many things out there. There's so many different shows that I've created that it's like I don't know, man. Part of me is like, you've paid your dues to the world, dude. If you ever owed the world anything in the first place, you have long since paid that due. You know, and I I gotta try to get more enjoyment out of life. And I I don't know that I can I can do that, like uh pooping out two shows a week for you guys. But uh I hope you stick with us. I hope that you've enjoyed all the fun we've had today. I've hoped that you've enjoyed the time away without having to hear me talk about stuff. I I know not, dude. I know not, but uh that's it is what it is, I guess. So I'll see you guys in a couple weeks. Uh, until we meet again. This is me as the robot saying, if you don't like the news, go up there and make some your own. Alright, um man, bring an organ. And you know I got to have that. Some people listen because they want a mystery Some people listen, then say we're whack But if they miss the show, they get a heart attack Now look at you, you're sitting there, biting your lip The whole world sees you as a hypocrite Live out the first law and make yourself preservation If the show doesn't help you, change the station If you don't want peace in the world Love, peace, and happiness in an endless world If all you want to do is keep the whole world back You're the one that's whack And we're world's, world's, world's famous Yo, slick, blow. That's right. Yelly. I see robots. Radio is a listener-supported endeavor. If you like what we do here and you look forward to new programming, consider helping us to bring fun stuff every week by heading over to supportthereport.com and tossing a few pounds into the hat. It's important to support things that you enjoy. Thanks and have a great week. Supportthereport.com Everybody love everybody. Right there up on the wall. What's a Merlot Broham? You guys don't know what a Merlot Broham is. Sorry, we got it's a, a Cadillac. Everybody love everybody.